There's so many books out there on how to communicate in a family or how to teach responsibility or how to make things come together and have things happen within a family. But sometimes the problem with the advice we get from the so-called experts is that it seems artificial. It's like, okay, sit your children down and communicate about this or sit down and have a warm, fuzzy moment as though you could suddenly bring it about sort of by an act of will. What, what most families need, it's certainly true in our family, is we need a way to have these happen naturally. We need things to talk about. We don't just need someone to tell us to communicate. We need subjects to talk about. We don't just need someone to say, here are the principles of responsibility. We need actual infrastructure, ideas, systems within our family, things that cause children to have responsibility. Whether they realize it or not, all families already have these three elements that we've named a legal system, an economy, and traditions. But it's often the case that these things are developed in such a haphazard and unconscious way that they end up being counterproductive and actually a drain on our time. If the rules you set up or the legal system is inconsistent, for example, your children are almost certain to become rebellious and to misbehave. If your finances are handled poorly and your children don't understand about earning and spending their own money, you'll likely waste time disagreeing on how it's spent for clothes and school and entertainment and so on. And of course, if your family traditions aren't used to show the values of togetherness, they can just result in reinforcing bad habits and misbehavior and saying, oh, this isn't worth it. My gosh, let's forget it and just survive. We don't, for a minute, want you to think that we're going to try to offer you some sort of quick fix or some instant miracle cure. Every family has to work at this, and a lot of the very specific ideas we're going to get into about these three steps are things that you will listen to and say, well, part of that will work for me and part of it won't. Because we want to say right at the outset here, no one is an expert on parenting because all children are different. And the only person that could have even a, a chance of becoming an expert on your child is you. And so the ideas we're going to present need to be filtered through your reality system. You pick the ones that will work best for you. Speaking of reality system, I have to say that things are very real at our house, too. And things don't just go along like clockwork. The things we'll tell you about have worked better at some times than other times. And we've been more effective with some children than other children. You're working with individuals. Remember that. Don't go on a guilt trip if this great idea doesn't work right next week because we've spent years and years refining this and adapting it to our own family. And I'll tell you one thing. We will promise you that if you'll work at these three steps, in the end, you'll end up saving time and reducing your own stress because, by definition, each of these three steps begin to turn some of the initiative and the responsibility over to children and take some of the load off of you. So in other words, it takes some time to set them up, but in the long run it saves you time. And you know, we think these three steps will lengthen the amount of time that you'll have when your children are listening to you. Just to wax philosophical for just a moment, we all know that our society is falling apart. We're all concerned about it. And yet what we have to realize is what we have to do is change ourselves, one family at a time. And I love this saying by Confucius, who said this way back in the 6th century B.C. Let families take care of families, and society will take care of itself.
In fact, we have a little motto. The motto is, saving the world and its values, dot, 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 one family at a time. That's the way things get done in our society. You know, another reason for following the three steps is that they can really help you, the parent, personally, by saving your sanity and allowing you to enjoy your children more. We've all known parents who run themselves ragged. Actually, I'm one of those at times, trying to make a perfect household. They threaten, bribe, and scream at their children to study, brush their teeth, clean their rooms, get home on time, you name it. Believe us, if you take responsibility for every aspect of your children's lives rather than teaching them to take responsibility, you'll waste a lot of time and your children won't learn anything. Instead, you can learn to reduce the stress by reinforcing good behavior. Every parent knows that what they ought to do is sort of ignore the bad behavior as much as they can, not give attention for it, and give a lot of attention for kids doing something right. And yet, so often we don't do that. I mean, you watch parents in a shopping mall. The kid who's acting up is always the one who's getting all the attention. Richard and I love to tell the story of the mother who was interrupted by her four-year-old when she was trying to have a conversation with a neighbor. She ignored the boy until he became so loud that nobody could hear anything else. And at that point, her response to this behavior was to pick the boy up like a mop bucket and without so much as looking at him, to deposit him in the closet. Close the door. Soon the boy came out and quietly said, Excuse me, to get his mother's attention. And this time she responded. A few minutes later, she walked past her other children who were playing pleasantly together and this stopped the mother. She got down on the floor with the children and said, you two are playing.